Welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast. We blend the worlds of physical and mental health to bring you conversations of overall wellness. We are so happy you're here with us. Love, Meg and Maggie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. This is episode 55, which is just unreal. I know we talked about that last week, but I just still can't get over it. Okay. I still cannot get over it. We'll talk about it every week. Exactly. So we hit a hundred and then we'll really lose our minds. Back when we had like 30 episodes, um, I was sharing our podcast with a friend and I was like, yeah, here's my podcast, like follow it, whatever. And like, I did what you do where I just typed it right into his phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was like, you already have 35 episodes and his mind was blown. And I was like, yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. (laughs) What Maggie's alluding to, if you don't know, whenever we meet people, like we do not care. Like, yes, there are like a really amazing amount of you here with us now. Like we're so like, it's incredible the growth. We are not opposed to taking your phones. If we meet you out in public and typing in our podcast and following it ourselves, I don't care, Maggie, we could have millions of people here and I will still be in like a whole foods. And if someone like somehow I sneak it into every conversation that I have a podcast, (laughs) I will still grab your phone with my probably greasy hands. It's just standard. Yeah. It's just standard practice. Everyone does that, obviously. Um, Anyway, we just talked about before we hit record how we need to, you know, stay on track and let you know what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So that is my job right now. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about a couple of things. One, we are going to be talking about what we value when it comes to food currently. Mm -hmm. Before that, we're going to talk about what we used to value when it comes to food, because those things are um, usually very different right? And then the last part of the episode, we are going to take you through what it looks like grocery shopping with us. So, you know, our steps of figuring out what we need, choosing the products, where do we go? What do we look for? All that type of stuff. So that's what you are in for today. I love it. It's an episode fully around food. When I think about it more broadly, Maggie, and we can get right into what we used to value. For me, for example, I feel like the words value in our food alone is so elevated that I didn't even have the language to say anything like that. Like food was just food, Mm. right? Like I didn't have this broad lens of food like I do now. So my intro to what it used to look like is very short and sweet in the sense that I thought food was either good or bad. And you either had foods that you quote unquote felt better about eating because they were, you know, they followed a diet or people referred to them as healthy versus, you know, the ones that were demonized in our society or within your family systems. And that's really all I knew. I feel like the word value alone is like very elevated for me. And I now have such a broader view. That's such a good point. I I didn't really think about that because I feel like I've been in this place of valuing things about food for a while that I didn't even really recognize that. But yeah, I can totally relate to that as well, where there were definitely points, like you said, first, it was like, either there's food or there's no food. So we have food. Mm. So that's good, you know? And then, then it turned into like we talked about in last week's episode, you know, this concept of, is it healthy or is it unhealthy? right? Mm -hmm. And that is just so broad and vague and, you know, it doesn't work. Um, And now there are so many other things that I look at that. um, Yeah, I really like that point. Thank you for bringing that up. 
and I'm happy we kept that short and sweet because there's so much detail we can go into just in what we value now in the grocery store. So I'm happy to get right into that with everyone because valuing what is in our food now is so personal. And it's interesting because you're going to hear it even unfold with Maggie and I now. We are both really, like we both really value our health and obviously we have a podcast together and we care about all these things. I bet our stuff is going to be really different, right? Based on different needs, different allergies, different cultural, you know, uh, interests and things like that. The way we view food is so interesting. So broadly for you, Maggie, when you think about food in general now, not even just like for your, your own personal home, when you think of food, what is your view on it now as a whole? Isn't Megan such a good host and question asker? She you said just, that to me the other day and it meant so much to me. But like you just tie the one part of the conversation directly into the other part so easily. It's just so wonderful. <laughs> I don't do so that. Then I go down a tangent of like where I take you through like my 3am type thoughts. So we'd <laughs> rather <laughs> me tie it in it's as perfect. best I can. It's perfect. Okay. I don't exactly remember the question because I was just so, you know, mesmerized. <laughs> food broadly your, your, as a whole. What do you, when you think of food now, the culture of food, the whatever of food, like what comes to mind? Give us some broad terms. What do you think of food? Ooh, broad terms. And I think of food, um, honestly, stress is one mm. of them. Food stresses me out. I don't really like dealing with food at all anymore, which is probably not what you expected me to say. Not expect. I did not expect that in any way, shape or form. Um, Tell us why just briefly stress. Ooh, I did not expect that Maggie. I think the main reason is because I have been teaching about food for a long time and I got really wrapped up in all sorts of different ways of eating and not necessarily um, promoting one or another, but just learning about all of them. Right. Because mm. as a fitness coach, as a nutrition coach, it's important that I know what all of these different ways of eating are and how to help different people in different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that when someone comes to me with, you know, how they eat or how they want to eat, I know about it. Right. Mm. So I spent so much time learning about food and different ways of eating and things like that, that right now I have want nothing to do with food. I just, I, I rarely cook. Um, I Cosmos does a lot of cooking and thankfully he loves it because Mm -hmm. like when he gets home from work, I know he was telling you this the other day when you were over, um, he deals with like a lot of unfinished projects at work. Right. And so he's like, finally, I can come home and relax doing something that's like going to be completed, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so he loves to cook thankfully and we make, you know, a lot of extra. So there's leftovers and I do some, um, meal deliveries for lunches because I just, I'm at, at a place right now where I don't want anything to do with it. I that's, I'm really happy you took us here. I didn't expect you to, but it makes so much sense. And this is what I'm excited to get into is that we have very different lenses, right? I have never had to worry about food for anyone else but myself. I, it's not my world. And also it's not a world where I want to teach. I want to share my story with it because I think it's a unique one. Um, I have no interest in teaching you how to eat. It's so complicated. And there's so much that goes into it that people who do, like you, Maggie, for example, there's a way to teach people about food 
with what you believe. And then there's people like you who are like, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And I don't know your dietary restrictions and I don't know what you need. And I don't know what you're looking for. Like, it's so complex. So stress, I get that for you though. Now in your home specifically, is there another word besides stress that you think of like something for you and the way you guys eat as a family, just some overall values now that you would say? Yeah, absolutely. On a, you know, lighter, more positive note, um, when it comes to food, big things that are important to both me and Cosmos are um, nutrient dense foods like nutrient nutrition value and, um, you know, just nutritious foods in general, whole foods. That's a really big value for us. Um, Convenience is a really big value for us. And just like simplicity, really. Mm -hmm. Those are the big things that the big themes of the way that we eat. I like that. And those are very, people can hear those. And the only one that I think we may need to unpack a little bit, and I I think it's worth it to do because it's one of mine as well is uh, whole foods slash nutrient dense foods. I think that that's something that when I used to be a part of more of the dieting world and people would say whole foods, I was like, Oh God, I don't want to have whole food. Like it's so boring. Like who wants to eat whole foods? (laughs) And then you you know, have nothing, you don't have any whole foods. And then you're like, I feel like absolute crap. And like, I need to get back to this type of eating. I think we were intended as humans, or I was intended at least to eat the majority of my diet from whole foods. We absolutely were. We don't mean the grocery store. I mean, they're great too, but I mean, whole (laughs) a whole apple or a whole, you know, a piece of spinach, like something that was not, when you go back to the ingredient list and you see spinach as the ingredient, or when you go back and you read the back of something and it says beef, like, you know, just whole foods, nothing else was added to it. So let's talk about that one first, because that's something we definitely both share. So when we say nutrient dense, that's a really trendy word now. And for good reason, because I think it's an easier way to explain. We're trying to get as many nutrients as we can out of this one food. So for example, when I think of fruits and vegetables now, I do not know all the different vitamins and minerals and all the stuff that comes out of them, right? But I know they have them. I know it's contained in there as nature intended. So when I think of nutrient-dense foods, I want about probably, and I don't count this, but I'd say like roughly like 80, 85% of my life to be consistent with that. The hard part is what you just said after, which is convenience. (laughs) Whole foods and convenience are really hard to go together unless, oh my gosh, Maggie, I did not, we did not plan this guys. Maggie's three values, nutrient-dense, convenience, and simple. Unless you pair whole foods in a convenient way, then it can be simple. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. There is a way to do it. It's hard and it requires a little more planning a lot of times, which is why we're really excited to do this segment of grocery shopping with us. But once you do, it's not as complicated as we make it sound. You do not need to be making gourmet meals every night. It can be simple things that you can still make taste really good. And I just think it makes your life simpler. I'm so excited with how you put that together because that's exactly, that's exactly it, right? Where it's a very huge common misconception that eating nutrient dense foods also has to be inconvenient and difficult Mm -hmm. and complicated, Mm -hmm. right? And if you looked at the way that I eat, 
it's literally like, okay, I, I eat meat for protein usually. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's take dinner, for example, right. I'm going to have a piece of meat, whatever it is, chicken, steak, burger, whatever. I'm going to have vegetables and I'm going to either probably have potatoes, sweet potatoes or rice. Like that's it. That is my whole, like that's what dinner looks like every day. Yeah. And it's more approachable when you think about it like that. So I'm going to do lunch for example. A lot of times I will have a salad, right? Because salad is just so easy to get your vegetables in and like throw something over top of it. My salads are not boring. They're still beautiful. I take different types of either a spring mix or arugula or whatever it is. I lay that as the base. I pick my protein, right? It could be salmon, could be wild caught cod. It could be some type of beef, um, chicken, whatever, like some type of protein. We both eat meat. We both are animal protein people. Um, And then I make it good. I put a Parmesan cheese, feta cheese, salt, pepper. Like it doesn't need to be a boring thing that as long as I prep the protein ahead of time, or if I just have a few minutes to, you know, ground up some ground beef or ground bison, 10 minutes tops. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's an interesting thing that you can make it simple if you want to, but here's the thing. So here's the part for me. I would not value that if I did not allow myself in the back of my mind to know that I could have all the processed stuff as well, right? That's the big thing is that you don't want what we're talking about if it's your only option. Correct. Absolutely. (laughs) It's a mind, it's a little mind fuck, but it's real. If you make all the, I don't know, any of the foods that you crave that are so processed, right? The Doritos, the, I love me some Cheez-Its, like whatever, like the stuff that comes in the boxes that have 55 ingredients on the back of them, the things that are nowhere near whole foods. If you say in your head that you can't have them, guess what you're going to want more than anything in the entire world? That it becomes the forbidden fruit, right? So for me now, when I'm thinking about it and we can get into this later, when we grocery shop, all that stuff is still allowed and welcomed, right? Cause we don't want to restrict because then we're just going to, it's like pulling an arrow, a bow and arrow back. The tighter you pull and you're like, I can't have that. I can't have that. I can't have that. You're going to go crazy and you're probably going to binge. You're probably going to overeat and blah, blah, blah. So when I'm going to look for what I value now, the majority of what I want is exactly what you just said, Maggie, the whole potatoes that came from the ground. And that's what they are. Beef. They came from a cow, hopefully, which we'll get into later because I'm a little fired up on that topic right now, but (laughs) (laughs) you know where it came from and you have it. Rice in the simplest form, the back of the package should say rice, right? Like these things should make up the majority of my diet because I feel best when I eat them. Yeah, I'd agree. And you know, it's interesting because we tend to make eating whole foods, nutrient dense foods, very complicated. And I don't know, for me, once I got over that hump through trial and error and just like forcing myself to do it essentially, and like, you know, finding new ways to cook and whatnot, the simpler the food is, the simpler it is for me to cook and eat it. Like if I'm trying to make something that has a lot of ingredients or it's complicated, I don't know. I feel like it makes my whole cooking process more complicated, which Uh is not enjoyable to me personally. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. And, and some people enjoy that. If you enjoy that, do it. Like, for example, my brother is an amazing cook and I love to cook too. He's over there every night at his house, making like a pot pie, a roasted chicken, uh, like these like intricate, beautiful meals. And I'm like, I've got 20 minutes in here and that's all I'm doing. They're still beautiful. And most of the time, both of them are nutrient dense. I don't want to cook for an hour ever. 
right? Unless I have people coming over and it's gonna be fabulous. I'm not cooking for myself for an hour. But I also know that when I, you know, which I totally do, when I grab the quick stuff, when I grab something that I can throw in the microwave, I feel like crap after. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do it often, right? Right. And sometimes it has to happen, you know, because the convenience mm-hmm. factor, the convenience value is taking higher precedent over the nutrient yes. dense value, right? And that's and allow why, it. Yeah. And as long as it's something that I'm prioritizing more often than not, quite a bit more often than not, I'm okay with it. And I think sometimes too, I heard um, there was a trainer specifically who I was listening to a podcast episode of hers and we get caught up a lot of times, especially when we're just learning about this world. So if this is you right now, do not hear this and feel bad about yourself. I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, wait, but bananas have so much sugar and it's high glycemic, so I can't have that. And, And then the watermelon has sugar. And I heard that room temperature water is better, so I shouldn't be drinking cold water and like all that. Sure. If you want to go down that rabbit hole and dig into the research, be our guest. I heard her say someone called in and they were like, I heard ice water is really bad for you. And I know room temperature is better. She's like, drink fucking water. Okay. (laughs) I don't care how you get it down. Drink water. We get caught up in these little like nuances of the rules. And you heard this from someone, which someone from some field says that high fat diet is the best. And someone over here is saying that low fat diet is the best. They all like go against each other anyways. (laughs) So if you are like someone who is worried about all the rules, I think that's why eating mostly whole foods is a nice place to start because it's coming from to earth. Like to me, that's a value now that is huge for me. Like if it was intended this way by earth, well, that's what I connect to the most. That's where I want to be getting most of my nutrients from. Do you agree with that, Maggie? Could you see that? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And if you don't want to go down that path of kind of the more like spiritual or, you know, just like not so physically tangible path, the foods that come from the earth, the whole foods, they just make you feel better. So... That's kind of just, you know, you can just end there and everything's great. <laughs> they do. And and that's, I think the biggest thing with that is at the same time, and then we're going to get into like the nitty gritty of it. Don't exclude anything else, right? It's 2022. There are free, some processed foods taste delicious. Allow oh, yeah. yourself to have some of them, right? Like, and that's the thing is that if we allow it to happen, we're not going to feel the need to eat the entire bag of it because you can have it any time. Play that little mind trick on yourself. You can have it any time. Therefore, have some and move along. Or Maggie, something that you said, I'm more intuitive now, so I don't need to follow this as much. But for someone who's just getting going, I remember, this was a couple of years ago, I think you told me this, have whatever it is, right? The processed crap that you know is going to make you feel like crap. And if you're feeling the impulse to have more and more and more of it, take a break, drink a glass of water, drink a bottle of water, move along and see if you still want it a little bit later. And if you do, then have it again. If you don't, there you go. You've got that craving of whatever that delicious, you know, zero nutrient dense food is and you move along. I think that can be helpful for someone who's just getting started. 
Yeah. Pauses are so powerful. Pauses are the most, you know, powerful thing when it comes to making a decision or deciding, you know, whether or not to eat more food or how you're going to respond to someone, right? There's so much power in that time. And that's that time in between when you feel the impulse or the question or whatever. And when you make that decision, that's where all of your power lies. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's so important that we give ourselves that time and space to not rush into decisions um, because I don't know. I feel like there's a, there is a time and place to rush into decisions when you know, like deep in your gut that this is a yes, right. Or it's a mm-hmm. no, but when you're unsure, we don't want to jump in, in my opinion, most of the time. I love that. And I, and it gives you the, with food specifically, cause I even will still get caught up in it sometimes. If I'm in a specifically go back to our series that we did Um, If you are a woman listening to this on the menstrual cycle in particular, I really do notice a difference when my hormones are in different places. So I really, the stereotypical PMS during the luteal phase, I really do have that. Even just two days ago, I was so hungry, like just couldn't stop eating hungry. And I was like, what is going on with me? And then I was like, wait, okay, I forgot I'm hungrier. Let me go make myself you know, a more nutrient dense meal. Or sometimes I let myself snack and I've got to move along. Right. Like it's not the end of the world. So give yourself grace there, but prioritizing whole foods for me has made a huge difference in the way I feel. So when we think about the grocery store, which I'm at a, like, um, kind of a crossroads right now of, I'm like, I hate the grocery store, but also like access wise, like there's not always terribly many options, especially if you live in the Northeast, like we do during the winter months, it's not as easy to go to the farmer's markets and to grab everything and stuff like that. So Maggie, can you walk us through your kitchen a little bit and how you're like, okay, these are kind of things that we eat more often. And I know I'm going to need to grab them wherever you grab them. If it's grocery store, I know you get some things delivered, um, without shouting out brands. Cause we don't want to give them our stuff unless we talk to them, unless you want to shout them out. Cause you love them so much. Yeah. Um, I do think that there is value in shouting out brands that we love, even if, you know, we don't work with them yet because then it opens the door for the opportunity to do so, you know? Um, (laughs) but this is Meg, we always like, she says something and then I'm like putting this super positive spin on it. And she's like, interesting perspective. (laughs) That's so nice. Your mind is so sweet. Go ahead. Tell me more. (laughs) Um, okay. My kitchen food, right. Um, All right. If you were to open my fridge right now, you wouldn't find a lot of food because we didn't go grocery shopping yet. Um, And that happens quite frequently, honestly, for us. We get into positions where we're like, oh, crap, like we don't have anything to eat. And it happens a lot. And um, it's definitely something that I want to work on because I don't like being in that situation. But that's the reality, right? Um, Most of the food that we have is basic, simple things. Like you'll find eggs, you'll find bacon, you'll find uh, Dave's killer bread. You'll find, um, meat, berries, chicken, uh, steak, ground beef, berries. Um, you will find, you know, like basic condiments, almond milk, things like that. Um, we eat a lot of frozen vegetables for the convenience and simplicity factor. We don't do a lot of fresh vegetables. Um, We do have them, but it's not the main way that we consume vegetables. Um, What else is in my freezer? You'll find Amy's burritos. 
you know, the, the rice and beans ones with no cheese. If I can ever find them in the grocery store, you'll probably find an Amy's vegan pizza. You'll probably find an Amy's rice macaroni and Amy's dairy cheese, cheese, mac and cheese thing. Um, and this is the part where it's like, sorry, my dogs are going to start barking and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, this is the part where it's like, okay, you're going to open my freezer and you're going to find chicken. You're going to find ground beef. You're going to find frozen vegetables. You're going to find frozen fruit and you're going to find a frozen pizza too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're going to find all those things because most of the time we're eating a meal that includes the frozen veggies. And sometimes I'm like, screw it. I'm having frozen pizza today. Mm-hmm. So right. you will find that. Um, you will find, you know, like tuna fish, um, peanut butter and jelly rice, oats, always potatoes and sweet potatoes. You will always find protein bars in my house. You will always find protein powder in my house. Um, You will always find chocolate chips in my house because it's mostly whole foods, right? But then those other two values, convenience and simplicity, they take, they take you know, the number one spot sometimes. So sometimes I'm like, crap, I'm running out of the house and I'm going to make a peanut butter and banana sandwich and eat it in the car because I need to eat something and go right. Sometimes I'm going to make a protein shake. Sometimes I'm going to just take a protein bar before I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when I come home, I'll make my like proper eggs and toast and berries and whatever breakfast. Right. Mm -hmm. Because all of those values have a place in my kitchen. I, I love that. And your kitchen sounds very one. I well, I've been to your house, so it's a little different. So I can be like, yeah, that's exactly what Maggie has, but not that I've been going through all your cabinets, but you know, <laughs> when you went to the bathroom, I just kind of went through everything to check. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> it's casual. No, your house sounds very, uh, to me when I hear, and you've experienced this with other people, they may not assume that about your house, right? Being from that world of health and fitness, they may assume that you only have kale in the fridge, right? And all these- I never have kale in the fridge. You're like, I never have kale. (laughs) Your house to me feels very approachable. There is a lot of priority on nutrient-dense foods, right? And there is also a lot of priority on we're busy people who are living our lives. And like, for example, if you really broke down like the nutrient value of a, let's say, cause I just had one the other day and they're delicious, a peanut butter and banana sandwich. They're good. There's nothing wrong with them, but you would probably have preferred something with a cleaner version of protein and something with some more nutrients and vegetables and fruits, right? We all, both of us would, because we know that about our food. For the sake of our lives, though, we get caught up in all these little like rules and it's not good enough that we don't even try and it never moves us forward towards something that we really want. So for me, I value, I really, honest to God, value more of some of the ways that we eat in different countries. I am fascinated by other cultures and the way that they eat from the land all of the time. That's really interesting to me, especially a lot of Mediterranean um, cultures. They don't go to the grocery store. They go to their neighbors for certain things and they get different things that they grew themselves. That's shiny to me. To you, you may be like, who cares? I don't care. It's food. Wherever I get it from is all that matters. Neither one is wrong. It's what do you value? So I wanted to make sure that I said that um, because we're probably a little different in that way too, Maggie. Would you agree? Um in some aspects? Yeah, I would say that I have found ways to make sourcing my food 
as easy as possible that mostly falls into my values where I feel like you're more curious about exploring it all the time Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I found this one way and I'm happy with that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mine is always changing and mine to me, and this just speaks to Maggie and I's personalities in general. Maggie's like, I found an efficient way that works for me and my body. Why would I be curious about something else? Whereas me, I'm more lit up by, yeah, but like culturally or this or this aspect or the, you know, the treatment of the animals. I'm like fascinated by that world. So as you hear my house, like, no, we just are a little bit different in that way. Um, And yours is going to be different than both of ours, right? You may not value whole foods the whole time. Who cares? Maybe focus on having one meal a day that's whole foods, right? Like move towards it at your pace and let it always evolve. So my house now, this is fun. I got to like go through my stuff. Also, I feel like the freezer is the most intimate part of the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Like to me, the freezer to me is the most like, I think because I have dark chocolate and vodka just on deck sometimes like next to each (laughs) other that your freezer gives your house a lot of personality like what kind of chocolate do you have or what kind of ice cream do you have or what kind of pizza do you like I don't know the freezer is just bear with me I always have lemon marinos Italian ices in my freezer and marinos is the best brand no Luigi's marinos only Your freezer is an intimate place. You know which ice cream is your preferred brand, which dark chocolate typically, if you keep alcohol in your house ever, that's it. Like, I don't know. I was just thinking about the freezer. So let's start in my pantry. You will always find, um, and you're going to hear, I'm not going to say organic over and over and over again. One, because it doesn't always matter, right? Food science wise. I think a lot of times they're, the nutritional value is not that much different, but I find that with conventional grocery stores, if it's organic, a lot of times the ingredients are a little bit cleaner. Okay. So just know that my produce, my meat, all that stuff. I try and buy a lot of organic, but I always check the ingredients. So in my pantry, you'll always find chickpeas, black beans, and probably like a canali bean, like some type of bean that I can throw as like easy protein over something. You will always find wild caught tuna in water. Tuna is just such an oh, easy- tuna in water. Yes. Tuna and water, like it's so easy to just grab and throw in anything. Um, You will always find probably some type of nut butter, either almond butter, peanut butter, some type of nut butter usually. Always some type of pasta. I try and get the one that doesn't have any other weird ingredients, just like pure like durum wheat, somalina or whatever, like real pasta. Um, I did have chickpea pasta once. It was absolutely disgusting. Oh, I love the bonza pasta. That's the only one you buy. Maybe I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't try orange box, orange box, bonza. I didn't have that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll hold out hope. The jury's still out. (laughs) The one I had was terrible. Um, you always find, let me see what else in my pantry, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, red wine, vinegar, always coffee pods for my espresso machine. Uh, usually some type of stevia or raw sugar. You'll always find cinnamon. I love cinnamon in my coffee. I'm literally picturing my cabinets right now. Um, And then as far as like snacks go, there's always typically some type of tortilla chip with salsa, probably like a late July. Their lime ones are amazing. I love uh, Cheez-Its. There's probably always Cheez-Its. I like peanut M&Ms. There's always some kind of like good, I always need some kind of good snack, good as in usually not a whole food type snack because or else I'm craving those snacks. So I like them to be at my disposal. 
my freezer always has some frozen uh, blueberries or strawberries for smoothies. Just easy. There's always dark chocolate. There is a bottle of vodka that I haven't touched in like six months. So I really don't drink a lot, but it's there if people come over. Uh, And then in my fridge, that's where most of my stuff comes every week. And something I'm so proud of that I was really, really, really bad at for a long time was not eating all of my produce. I used to waste so much every single week and I've really made it a priority now to not do that anymore. And when I look in my fridge now and there's nothing in there and I know I need to go grocery shopping, I'm actually really proud of that because that means that I ate it all and I didn't waste it. That's something that's really important to me lately. You'll always find half and half. Okay. Always <laughs> half and half in my fridge. I love it so much with my coffee. Yeah. You'll probably always find a kombucha bottle, either like a blood orange or a pomegranate. Uh, you'll always find meat. I'm a big meat eater. You'll find ground bison, ground beef, chicken, salmon, cod, um, and then lots of different types of vegetables, spring mixes, arugula, yellow tomatoes, red tomatoes, lots of cucumbers, lemons, um, I try and really get a broad amount of vegetables, butternut squash, zucchini. Like I really try and focus on, since I don't focus on calories or carbs or fats or that kind of stuff, I do focus on protein. I try and make sure that I'm eating enough protein. Um, Getting the most amount of like biodiversity in terms of my plants seems to make my body feel the best. And the research from what I've done seems to agree. Yeah. Um, it's very important that we eat, you know, different types of foods, but with that being said, it doesn't have to be this, like, well, I have to eat something different every single day and I can never eat the same vegetable twice and all this stuff. Like if that was the case, I would be dead already. So (laughs) yeah, no, no. I just think it's fun to play with that and it keeps it interesting for me. So that's kind of like in a nutshell, what I do when I go and think about, you know, where I'm shopping now, it's hard because, I would like to, and I think Maggie, you would agree too. We would love to support local only, right? But in the winter, especially in the Northeast, it's kind of hard to do, um, especially if you can't get on the wait list for some of those CSA boxes and just all the things. It can be a little difficult. Sometimes we're at the mercy of the grocery store um, and that's okay. Like I will work towards, like I would love eventually to buy from just all farmers that I never have to go to the grocery store. That would be... Very beautiful. I would love that too. I actually really want to do a CSA subscription. I think it's called a subscription. I don't know, membership, whatever. Um, I really would love to do that. So if you are local and know of any, let me know. Um, Mm -hmm. But we do that with our meat already. Um, We get a lot of our meat from local places, whether it's, you know, the farm that causes a business partner in, or, you know, the monastery gives us lots of stuff, or there is a like meat subscription service that I um, subscribe to because it's easy. Like they just send me a box every month. Right. And I know where it's coming from and um, it's exactly what I want. And it's so easy. Right. And then I know that I always have it in my freezer downstairs. Right. Mm -hmm. So that way we're not like you know, completely running out. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely love to be able to do that too. And it's not realistic for everything, right? Of course, we're going to have to go to the grocery store. That's why they exist, right? It's so convenient and it makes things simple and it allows us to have access to foods that we wouldn't otherwise have access to, Mm -hmm. right? Like, are you telling me I could never eat another banana again? Heck no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I will be going to buy my bananas, but, um, 
I would like to also, you know, get more into supporting local farmers as well. Mm -hmm. And I think my favorite part about this episode so far is that I was a little nervous about it because talking about food is a lot. There's a lot that goes into food and there are so many avenues that we're not even going to go into today, but cultural aspects of food or a worldly view of it, or, you know, the nutrition facts, or there's just so much around this topic. I like that we're focusing on the fact that we don't want to restrict, right? We don't want to like cut anything out or anything like that. Everything is allowed to be had, but how do we prioritize and move towards eating more of a, like we said, diverse plant-filled protein heavy diet while still welcoming everything that could exist. I think that's my favorite part of the episode because or else people would be like, um, but what if this says like, cause I've even known people, for example, and I never, I never said this, but I know that some people worry like, but this fruit has too much sugar and this one has too many carbs. And how am I going to do that? And, da, da, da. and I, that's cool. If, if you care about that, like more power to you, like, that's awesome. I can't do it. The thought of all of that and the cold water versus room temperature water, like I don't have time anymore to think about that kind of stuff. So if it came from the earth for the most part, I'm going to have it. And if I want some Cheez-Its, I'm going to have that and I'm going to move along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, as a coach, but also just as a non-coach human, um, I see that so much, you know, where it's like, well, I'm really trying to eat healthy. So I'm staying away from apples because they have too much sugar. Right. And it's like, as a general population, we are so far away from um, eating enough whole nutrient dense foods that like, trust me, your apple is not the problem, right? Like let's just eat some, some, some more whole foods that are from the earth and, you know, everything else, like you said before, if you want to dive into that and you get really granular and, or you have a really specific goal, then okay, do that. But let's not skip steps, right? Like let's look at the big picture first before we dive into all those little things. Right. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about Meg, which I wanted to ask you aside from the foods specifically, right? So not necessarily the foods, but when you're in the grocery store, are there any other things that you're looking for that helps you make a decision between like, am I going to buy this or am I going to buy that? Ingredients. 100%. If I can, if there's something that I'm like, huh, am I going to buy that? Or am I going to buy this? I'm looking at the back of the label that says ingredients and I'm reading them. And if a lot of things don't make sense or I can't read them, or there's a lot of different you know, words that I just don't understand, I typically will put it back. Um, I would say that's the biggest thing is ingredients. And I want to make sure that we note this because we can talk about it in the future and we'll bring, we'll probably bring on an expert in the future, but it's hard being a consumer in the grocery store these days. One, it's extremely expensive, right? Like, and then if you're buying organic or you're trying to value some other things, it's insanely expensive. And so I don't want to take away from how difficult and daunting the decision can be to feed yourself foods. And that's why I want to try and keep it as simple as possible by prioritizing whole foods, but not demonizing any others. And when I, there has to be room for both at the same time. So here I am saying ingredients. Well, the back of a Cheez-It box is filled with a bunch of weird stuff. I like Cheez-Its. I'm still going to have them sometimes, but the day to day, I want to be able to know that. The other thing, the biggest thing for me in terms of value and what you're asking me, Maggie, 
is the quality and the treatment of animals. That's a huge, it's a huge thing for me, knowing that animals are uh, in full transparency. That world is very new to me and we'll save it for another time. But even things that I thought, for example, like grass fed or organic, I assumed that those animals were being treated at the highest capacity and living very normal lives before they were killed. And I'm learning very quickly now that that's not the case. And it really upsets me and it really breaks my heart. Um, And it's going to take us as consumers like myself to start to question that for it to change. Um, So I'm doing a lot of research now on regenerative farming and things like that. But I would say that that is another huge one for me is, can I buy this piece of meat? Like, am I supporting a place that is you know, making chickens so unbelievably large that their legs are breaking before they can even be killed. Like I, that stuff I can't handle. So as far as values, I'm playing with that now. And I'm looking into companies currently who practice better practices of animals, because I believe if we're going to eat them, I want to know that they lived a good life before we use them. Yeah. I think that's so important. And I will say that that is not something that I look into all the time. Like if I need chicken, I'm just going to the grocery store and picking up a package of chicken. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, In an ideal world, I would love to be able to be conscious of that every single time I buy something. And I hope that we move towards that, you know, as Mm -hmm. a world of humans, I hope that we, I hope that we move towards that. Um, And I love that you're getting into that. And I'm excited to like hear, you know, all the things that you learn. Um, When it comes to me, other things that I look for when I am choosing what to buy in the store that like, you know, lead me to the food choice, it's always going to come down to the convenience and simplicity factor for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say, for example, I have a choice between buying Brussels sprouts, like from the produce section where they're just like, you have to cut the stem off and, you know, do all the thing. Or I could buy a frozen Brussels sprouts already in olive oil with sea salt and pepper. And like, that's the ingredients. I am definitely buying the frozen ones, right? Where like some people, like probably you, I'm just assuming would want to cook the Brussels sprouts and like do all that yourself. Right. Where for me, as long as there's no sugar in my Brussels sprouts or things that like, I don't know, you know, I'm going to look at the ingredients too, but if it says Brussels sprouts, olive oil, salt, pepper, oh heck yeah. I am buying the frozen Brussels sprouts and putting them on a pan and cooking them that way. Right. So that convenience and simplicity is always going to factor in to what I buy in the store. And I'm not ashamed of that right? Like I'm getting my vegetables in and so what they didn't come in the mesh bag and they were fresh, they were frozen and I am happy. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. I love this episode. I love what we're saying about it. We can do follow-ups on it in the future too. Um, But we talk about food all the time on our episodes and we never did like a little, this is like our first little baby deep dive into it because it's such a broad thing. And I would also love eventually to maybe even bring on different people because food is it's cultural, it's worldly, it's how we all connect a lot of times. And it's, instead of going from that, you can have that mindset, right? Where food is beautiful and it's nourishing and it's connecting and it's transformative, or you can have, I'm so scared of it and I'm so stressed and I attach it so heavily to my looks and my weight. And like, there's two thoughts going at the same time. And I think that to open up the conversation more to a more simple approach, like Maggie was saying, can make it more approachable for so many people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope that you guys found this episode 
valuable and that, you know, just this kind of glimpse into our pantries and our fridge and, you know, what we buy and things like that. It gives you some ideas and is helpful and, you know, sparks some thought in you. And one thing I did want to mention, which we probably should have said at the beginning, but like, we are not doctors, we are not dietitians, right? We are not telling you what to eat or how you should eat or, you know, buy this and not that. Um, We just wanted to let you in to our lives and what our food choices look like. And um, I hope it's inspirational for you. Definitely give yourself grace, value what you value and buy accordingly and look into regenerative farming. (laughs) (laughs) We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow. And for that, we are extremely grateful. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. Love Meg and Maggie.